Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack. And in this episode, we're going to talk about who you should be reaching out to during your job search. Now, I wanted to record this because this is a question that I've been getting a lot recently. We got it off the back of one of the recent episodes I recorded about why December is a great time to job search and that focus on creating that contacts list and then reaching out to those people or teeing up those emails. I also get this a lot when we talk about networking because so many job seekers know they need to network. They're not quite sure exactly how to network, but they're also not sure who to network with. And most job seekers take the general approach of going to meetups or going right for the obvious channels like alumni networks, et cetera. And that's who they network with. But the problem with that strategy is it's not very intentional. It's focused on the path of least resistance rather than focused on the people who can drive the largest outcome for us. And if we're going to do something, we want to focus on areas that can have disproportionate outcomes for us. So when that comes to networking, if we are going to do it, we want to focus on people who can have the largest influence over our ability to get hired for our target roles. If we focus most of our energy on building relationships with those people, we're going to get the best results in our job search. That's just the way this is going to go. So who are those people exactly? Who should you be putting on your list? Well, when we think about the people who can have the most influence over our ability to get hired, we sort of have a series of concentric circles. And right in the very middle, we have the hiring manager. This is the person who is making the final hiring decision. This is the person who is going to be interviewing you, who's going to be interviewing everybody else, who's going to have the most influence over the hiring decision for this role. So that is kind of the golden goose. If we can find the hiring manager, build a relationship with them and get referred in by them, well, you have a really, really strong strong shot of coming out on top in that job search. But hiring managers aren't very easy to find. And most of the time, we have to make educated guesses. So this is the first cohort of people that I like to target. I'm looking for people whose titles align with the title for the hiring manager of this role or the manager of the team that I would be hired into. Then I'm looking at people's profiles and backgrounds to assess whether or not they are actually on this team or impacting this team, right? Because nobody's LinkedIn profile is just going to say, hey, I'm the hiring manager for this role. Sometimes that happens in very, very, very rare circumstances where the hiring manager is listed on a job posting. Most of the times the contact is the recruiter or somebody on the recruitment team and not the hiring manager. So you're typically not going to be able to just point somebody out and say, hey, this person is the hiring manager. So instead, what we need to do is come up with a list of people who check most of the boxes for who we believe the hiring manager to be. They have the right job title. They're aligned to the team that this open role is on, et cetera, et cetera. And we want to have a couple of folks so that we just cast a wide net. And that increases our surface area for success when it comes to finding that hiring manager. So that is the very, very middle. That is the best person that you can target. But the circle or the layer right outside of that are people who are on the hiring team. And most of these folks are going to be your potential peers, your colleagues and teammates, if you were to get hired into this role. 
And these people are really great because they're likely going to be the folks that you're interviewing with. And they are going to be people that the hiring manager is asking for feedback from when it comes to this hire. The hiring manager is going to be going to their team and saying, hey, what kind of person do we want in this open role? What kind of experience are we looking for? What gaps do we need to fill? So these people can give you all of that information. And if you get referred in by them, they also have the hiring manager's ear. So these people are a little bit easier to find. They are the folks who are operating in the job title that you would be hired into at your target company. Then the next layer or the next circle of people that we want to target are folks who work alongside of the team that you are targeting. So every team at a company interacts with other teams. No team is ever working 100% in a silo. So if you are on the sales team, for example, you might be interacting with the account management team or the customer success team. You might be interacting with the support team, potentially. You are probably interacting with the legal team in some capacities to make sure that your agreements are solid, right? You also may be working with some sort of operations team or a sales excellence team. So folks who are on all of these teams who work with the sales team, who have relationships with the sales team, their referral is going to be the next strongest because they can go to somebody who is in one of the two buckets we just mentioned, who is the hiring manager or who is on the hiring team. And they can say, hey, I've been chatting with this person who is interested in a role on your team. I think they'd be a great fit for X, Y, and Z reasons. I'd love to pass their name along. And that's going to carry weight because of the relationship they have with the people who are on the hiring team. And then the layer outside of that is anybody at the company, because anybody at the company can refer you in, especially if it's a larger company with more traditional processes. But even if it's not, even if it's a smaller company, somebody can send a message to a VP or the hiring manager or somebody else to say, hey, I've been talking to this person. I think they're a great fit for our company and the role that's open on your team. Here's their resume. You know, if, if that's interesting to you, let's get them in here. Or hopefully, better yet, they can actually sell you a little bit better. They can speak to your experience that's going to be better than nothing, right? That's not quite as good as getting somebody who has a direct relationship with the hiring team or who is actually on the hiring team or who is the hiring manager, but it's still a referral, which is going to be stronger than a cold online application. So that is kind of our final circle here. And then if we wanted to take it one step further out, we could think about people who know somebody at the company or who know somebody on the hiring team, even though they may not necessarily work at the specific company. So if we talk again about sales, or maybe let's say customer success, a customer success manager manages a bunch of clients. So if you can somehow understand who that team's clients are and you have relationships with people at the client who have relationships with the team that you're trying to get hired on, that's one example of this in action. But essentially that final circle is just anybody who has a relationship with somebody on the hiring team at your target company, whether or not they work at that company. Now that's probably going to be the loosest connection. That's probably gonna carry the least weight, which is why I didn't quite include it in that core set of circles, but it is still meaningful. So to recap here, when you're building out your target contact list, and again, I recommend about 15 contacts at each of your target companies, you want to try and find who would be the hiring manager first. And maybe you add a couple of people, two, three, four folks to your list. Next, you wanna find people who are on the hiring team, people who would be your peers, colleagues, teammates if you got hired. And that should be the bulk of your list. You wanna add roughly eight to 10 people 
into that category. And then you want to go into those other circles, people who are working on tangential teams or supporting teams, people who are working at the company. And then finally, if you have to fill out the rest of the list, people who may have relationships with somebody at the company who can make that introduction for you. If you build out your list with that prioritization in mind, you are going to be much, much more intentional and effective with your networking because you are focusing all of your energy on people who have the most influence over your ability to get hired. Now, the next question you might have is, how do I find these people? Where do I go to locate them? Where do I do this research and come up with this list? And that's exactly what we're gonna talk about in the next episode of the podcast. So don't forget to tune in next time. I'm gonna walk you through my entire process for finding these people. So thank you as always for listening and I will see you in the next episode of the podcast.